Hello, Masters in the Making. I'm your host, Mike Miller, and I want to welcome you to Simple Self Mastery. Simple Self Mastery is a self-help podcast dedicated to giving you the best in health, wealth, love, happiness, and a little peace of mind five days a week. I'm excited and honored to introduce our guest today, Jay Ferrugia. Jay Ferrugia is a fitness and lifestyle consultant with over 20 years experience working with athletes, celebrities, military personnel, and entrepreneurs. Since 1994, he has helped thousands of people transform their bodies and change their lives. He's been featured in Men's Fitness, Men's Health, Details, Fast Company, CBS, and ESPN. Jay, I've given our listeners a peek at who you are, but is there anything you want to add to spice up that intro? Uh, not really. I mean, if you, uh, I could talk old school hip hop all day. <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> always good stuff, man. I just started listening to. Uh, I've been listening to a tribe called Quest lately. There you, uh, go. you know some uh, some gang stars, some good stuff there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But um, awesome, dude. I'm I'm happy to have two Jersey guys talking today, and uh, we'll dive into it. So you know, Jay, where focus goes, energy flows. Where is your energy going right now in the work you do? Uh, mainly on um, well, my my, my podcast is, has been my my main focus the last few years, and. Um, then just the events that we do, I, I really love these events. So I, I put most of my focus on uh, on the events and, and growing our our coaching program and the guys uh, in that. Cool. And so you know, I know you work with a lot of men to really just change and empower their lives. But in your work, you know, where do you start when you when you meet a client or you meet a group of people you're trying to coach? How do you really begin that relationship? Uh, just figure out what you know what's holding them back, what's in the way. Uh, do an eighty twenty. So. Let's let's get you to stop doing and stop focusing on all this meaningless, trivial bullshit because all of your efforts, uh, not all of your efforts, but a large majority of your efforts are, are wasted. And that's that's me. That's that's a lot of people. That's most people where we get so caught up in doing stuff that doesn't matter. So I want to see, uh, you know, when I start working with somebody, I say, OK, let's let's see all this stuff that you're doing during the course of a week and let's stop doing the majority of it for, for your business. What's one thing you could do to really focus on? If you can only do one thing, what would it be for your personal life, for your personal development, for your relationships, for your fitness and all these different pillars? What's the one thing you can do and focus on that. If you double down and go all in on one thing and limit your focus, you're going to be way more successful. Uh, and then above and beyond that, it's really people skills and, you know, like for business wise, it doesn't matter what your technical or tactical skills are, your level of knowledge. Like, sure, you have to be good, but that's not what, what gets you the highest level of success. Your marketing and your sales skills, your conversion skills, important, but again, not what's going to determine your ultimate level of success. It's can you relate to people? Can you build relationships? What are your communication skills, your self-confidence? Uh, all these things that most people need to work through. So, so when I work with people, they get in better shape. They, they make way more money. But sometimes the fitness plan and the business plan doesn't change. Sure. We're just changing things, um, you know, kind of inside, uh, fixing what's in their head, what's in their heart, and, and focusing on what's really important. Right. Yeah, I find like the, the beliefs are really the foundation of success. And a lot of people I talk to, we really dive into beliefs, and they always mention how your mindset is the, the biggest determining factor in, in the success you achieve and so, you know, 100%. you know, and so for you, Jay, like, you know, where did you start off on this journey? Like, how did you begin? And, you know, what really led you to this passion of coaching and, and working with people? Well, I started in 1994. I, I started training people. I was a skinny, weak kid growing up, super insecure. So started training people and 
before that, I had interned in the college weight room, and, and you know, just you got obsessed, and it was a, a few years in the making until I finally got my first certification. Trained people that summer, and uh, by the summer of '94, while I was still going to school, I was um, on pace to make six figures my first year, and so business was was really taken off, and so I just immersed myself in that and worked, you know, I was head down. Uh, balls to the wall, grinding 12 hours a day for the next 12 years straight. And then one day I woke up, probably early 30s, and realized, man, I got so much bigger and stronger. I make so much more money, and yet I'm not fulfilled. I'm not happy. Um, now a 220-pound version of a 147-pound kid who graduated high school who, yeah, I have a little more confidence. I have, you know, things are a little better, but there's still a lot of work I got to do. So I began this deep dive journey. I'm 43 now, and I really started this journey about seven years ago when I was about 36. I realized there's a lot of things that need to change and how I'm approaching everything that needs to change and how I'm going out and dealing with people and, and the relationships in my life. Everything needs work. I got a lot of bad habits. So I started down this rabbit hole and uh, for me, I knew that environment triggers behavior, so I had to get out of Jersey. I had to move to the other side of the country because, and some people can certainly do it where they're at. Some people are strong enough. I guess I just wasn't at the time. Uh, I had too many negative associations and, and, and bad memories and things like that. So I, I read a lot about um, reinventing yourself and, and heard a great quote from Henry Rollins and just said, get the fuck out and do it, you know, stop, stop talking about it. So I was able to move and, and, and now surround myself with the kind of people that I want to be around you know, read hundreds of books on it, invested in myself, went to courses, seminars, workshops, uh, and, and it, it was a journey, but I, I finally was able to do a complete 180 and be way happier than I am, than I was back then. But, uh, and it's still a journey, right? Sure, I still work absolutely. on it every day. Right. I have to just point out, yeah, you mentioned Henry Rollins, the man. <laughs> he is the man. You, you like Black Flag? Yeah, absolutely. Right on, dude. Yeah, huge inspiration for me as well. And like, I just wanted to just add, you know, what you shared there was, you know, awesome. And I love that you said, you know, environment shapes behavior. And for people listening, our masters in the making, listening, who want to reinvent themselves and really kind of change a new leaf and make that 180 shift that you're talking about. Like, how do they, like, what's one thing they can do in order to achieve that? Uh, when, when you leave the house in the morning, instead of thinking, what can I get? Think about what can I give? So most people just focus on themselves. How can I make more money? How can I get better? How can I get in better shape? How can I do this, do that? And it's all about yourself. Uh, if you shift that perspective, you know, Booker T. Washington said, those who are happiest are those who do the most for others. Jackie Robinson said, a life is not important except the impact it has on other lives. And you tend to find happiness and fulfillment when you are more focused on other people and genuinely reaching out and building relationships and helping them not because you, you're tracking favors and you're going to call on a favor later on down sure. the road. You're just helping them genuinely because you want to do it. And it's amazing how that comes back to you and how much joy and happiness and fulfillment that brings to your life. Because so many people mistake fulfillment for achievement. So they think if I could just get this thing, whether it's I win this thing or I make this amount of money or I get this six pack or I get this girl like – then I will have fulfillment, but that's not fulfillment. That's achievement. It's a very different thing. And there's plenty of people who have achieved Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, uh, 
Chris right. Cornell, they've achieved a lot, and look how it ended for them. Robin Williams, look how it ended for them. So they weren't fulfilled. So everybody needs to figure out what fulfills us. And for most people, that's the three C's. It's connection, it's community, it's contribution. So if you're building genuine connection and relationships in your life, if you have that sense of community, sense of belonging to something, to somewhere, that's why I always urge people, go online, go on meetup.com, go on volunteermatch.com, get out and do stuff, like be amongst people. And then the third C is contribution. That's why I mentioned volunteermatch.com or any of these things. If you, if you consciously cultivate more of that in your life, you're going to be fe feeling just so much more fulfilled than if you're just counting dollar signs and reps and weight and, you know, that right. kind of stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I love that fulfillment versus achievement kind of analogy and how that – and, you know, even even giving in that contribution like you mentioned, it just feels good. Like, it just feels really yeah. good when you do it. Um, and it can be something as simple as, you know, buying someone some flowers or doing something simple or, or volunteering your time if you don't have money. It's just – it's so amazing, the impact and the feeling of fulfillment like you mentioned. It's awesome. And so, Jay, for you on your journey, you know, what does really confidence mean to you now? I know you said, you know, your, your the things that have fulfilled you have changed over time and you went from this skinny, scrawny kid to this 220 guy. with but And you, so you were a little bit more confident, but what does confidence really mean to you? It's just I'm, I'm not worried so much about what everyone's thinking. And, you know, if I could go back and talk to my 15-year-old self, I would say, dude, nobody gives a shit. Like, no one cares. No one is judging you. When you're, when you're in teens and your 20s, like, you get over, overly concerned that people are judging you and, and, and they give a shit. No one really cares. They're all in their own head. So uh, it's the ability to, you know, just push yourself, get out of your comfort zone and, and be comfortable in your own skin. And the more you push yourself, like you, we all can tell ourselves these stories and you write this narrative in your head. So you might be sitting there listening and saying, well, I'm not that confident. I don't communicate well. I'm insecure. I'm shy. I'm introverted. Not really. That's a story you've told yourself. And I told myself that story for years, but it's not true. You can become anything. Like if you went to the gym the first day, the story is, oh, I can only squat 65 pounds and you're only going to squat 65 pounds from now to eternity. No. Next week, you'll squat more. Eventually, you'll squat 135 and 185 and 225. Like, everybody can get better in anything you put your mind to. Uh, so you just you got to be aware of, of what you're, what stories you're telling yourself and, and the language you're using. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I think a lot of times we, we really paralyze our, like, you know, paralysis by analysis. And we get in our own heads. I know I can relate as in my high school as well. I've been super insecure and kind of uh, not very confident. But, you know, like you said, that nobody really cares because everybody's worrying about the same things. Everybody's worrying exactly. about that judgment, you know. Yeah. It's like you think you're the only one. But really, it's everybody's feeling the exact same way. It's just no one's really aware of it at the time. Um, so I like that you bring that up and how to kind of push through your comfort zone, build it up in the gym, build it up at home, kind of working your way up. I know that's how I started working out in the gym and kind of seeing that first the physical transformation and then eventually the mental transformation as well. But, um, you know, for people who are listening, like like you mentioned, who are trying to get out there, be more confident, um, push through the comfort zones, and really are trying to listen to the stories they tell themselves, how do they really go about doing that? Because I don't know if it's, it's always translated well in terms of listening to your stories. Like, can you break that down a little bit? Uh, you have to make it your goal. So... Again, when, when I work with anyone in our group, at our events, most important thing we work on is people skills and getting out and be able to, to, to talk to people and communicate more. So 
that's your goal. For now, business goes on the back burner. Fitness goes on the back burner. All these things get put on maintenance. You're going to stop reading about books on all those things. This is your number one priority. This is your number one goal. So uh, every day you practice it. When you leave the house, set a goal for a number of, of conversations you're going to start that day, a number of compliments you're going to give, uh, a number of uncomfortable situations you're going to put yourself in. Just like anything, you have to work on it. And we don't work on these things. We'll work 18 hours a day on our business. We'll train. We won't skip skip uh, you know meals, things like that. But but people don't work on these things. We're not even taught these things. Like you're not taught sure. what the ideal listening sequence is in school. You're not taught how to build relationships. No one teaches you these things. And so you don't even think about it. So you have to make it a priority because it changes your life more than anything else. I mean, I, I made money. I achieved success in different realms, but nothing changed my life as much as getting good at that stuff and becoming what people now know me as the super connector and so much so that the Los Angeles Dodgers hired me to work with their entire organization for seven days in Arizona just on building relationships and effective communication among teammates and among players and among friends. That's what's so important. So dude, set PRs every day. Like it has to be your number one thing. And then there's other things you can do. Join Toastmasters, uh, Use visualization. I do that all. I, I did that for years. I still do it. So when you're going to go to a social situation, uh, a workshop, a meeting, a party, visualize on the way there how you want to appear, how you want to present yourself, how you want to interact with people, make people feel. You know, we use it for sports. Some people might use it for business. Why not use it for this? Because it's the most sure. important thing. So I teach people to do that. I teach people to use affirmations. You know, write in your in your daily journal each morning. Maybe you're super introverted right now, so every morning you're going to write, I'm the most uh, extroverted person in the world, or I'm the most outgoing person, or I always start conversations with people and make them smile. And you can reprogram yourself like a computer uh, until it becomes true. And I mean, there's so much more to it. And then I, I would honestly recommend to everybody, take an improv class. Toastmasters is great, but take an improv class. That was a game changer for me. So uh, I don't know if there's... In most major cities, there's one. I don't know if there's one everywhere yeah. in smaller places, but if you could do it, you got to do it. Awesome. Yeah, I got to look into that improv classes because I know I have a family of Toastmasters who are all into that, uh, into public speaking. But improv, I, you know, I've never really explored that a bit. But, you know, what has that kind of brought to the table for you? Uh, so, so the first rule of improv is yes and. So it teaches you, you listening skills. And then the yes and is if, if we step out on stage and someone says, okay, you guys are working at an ice cream store together and you say, hey, this is uh, chocolate ice cream. And I say, no, it's not. It's vanilla. The scene's fucked. So you, you, you say yes and you agree with everything. So it's really good for business because, first of all, it teaches you listening skills, like I said, which are the most essential things in life that we're never taught. Um, and then it teaches you to just not argue, to, dis, uh, to not disagree with people. Uh, and, and kind of ways of, you know, negotiating and things like that. So improv for business is huge now. One, a friend of mine, I've been helping him get set up with, with coaching improv for business because he teaches improv at Second City. So a lot of businesses are seeing the value in it. There's books on it now, improv for business, Twitter and uh, WWE and, and multiple organizations have improv workshops for their employees. Awesome. So, yeah, it's the listening skills, the communication skills, it's getting out of your comfort zone, it's thinking on the fly, you know, uh, thinking, I mean, it's talking in front of an audience, which is everyone's number one fear. So it's invaluable. Absolutely. And so, you know, I want to switch gears just a little bit here, Jay. You know, on your journey, 
you ran into a lot of success. You know, as you mentioned earlier, you ran into physical success, business success, but you also ran into a lot of challenges. And so, for you, what was the one biggest challenge you faced in your journey, or was it a culmination of things? So probably the biggest one that that comes to mind was when I was 31. I had been making six figures for 12 years and running a really successful business, but because of all these self-limiting beliefs and bad habits and the people around me, I blew through every dime of that. And I call, had to call my mom at 31 years old, and my, my tears in my eyes and say, mom, I, I got to move in with you into the, into the spare bedroom for a few months to get back on my feet. And you know, she couldn't believe it because she knew that I was doing well and making money. But I just had so many things going on that, that, you know, I pissed it all away. I burned it all to the ground, which a lot of successful people do. And uh, so that was a, that was a major shift for me. I had to really kind of get my head on straight there and, and figure out why that was. Why am I repelling money? Why am I giving money away? And you know, do a do a deeper dive there. And you know, it was things that had to do with my childhood and my dad and um, the love that I didn't get and insecurities and just uh, limiting beliefs about money, which a lot of sure. people have. Whereas as a kid, everyone that I knew that had a ton of money was a stereotypical kind of jerk off, kind of a bad person. Like mm-hmm. they were assholes. They treated uh, the waiter like shit. They were racist. They were disrespectful to women. And that's all I knew. So that becomes kind of your viewpoint. Like, oh, I had that same uh, kind of misconception that a lot of people have. Oh, uh, rich people are assholes or money's the root of all evil. And, and that's not remotely true because everyone that I'm close with nowadays makes a ton of money and does a ton of good for the world and are incredible human beings. But you got to you know, change your environment and, and change your, uh, your belief system. Absolutely. And so what was from that whole experience, that adversity and that kind of that really finance, the big financial struggle for you, what was the one greatest lesson you learned from that? Um, the one greatest lesson, I, I don't know if I, if I could pick just one, sure. it was just, Absolutely. you know, it, 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 I think it was just all, all those things I just mentioned that you got to figure out again, you know, what's really important to you and what are you chasing these, these dollars for? Because if you're just chasing money, eventually you're going to blow through it all anyway. You're going to be burnt out. Like, I think everyone has this misconception that there's a there. You know, once I get there, once right. I do that, but you're always on the journey. You're always on the climb. Like my friend Matt Vincent said recently, nobody's ever written a book about the t- being at the top of Everest. It's the journey, it's the climb, and you're always doing that. There's no there. Like So many people just think, I'll do this once I get there. I'll be, uh, it's, something's gonna happen when I get there. There's never a there. It just keeps on moving each and every day. Absolutely, right on. And I, you know, I like that you mentioned too about the whole relationship with money and really kind of repairing that because a lot of people, in a lot of guests I've talked to have spoken about that and and they kind of had that really fearful mindset when it came to money. And one quote that came to mind as you were saying that was Jim Rohn's quote is like, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so, yeah. you know, really the people we surround ourselves with either bring us up or bring us down. And that just affects our success, you know. And so it, and so I'm going to transition here now, Jay, into what I call the moment of mastery where you can share tips, resources, and insights directly to our listeners. Are you ready for this? I am ready. Let's do it. What is one daily habit that contributes to your personal success? Hmm, there's so many, but I would probably say connecting. Uh, I, I prioritize every day that I don't just – for so many years, I was just head down grinding, but I prioritize every day 
that I'm going to connect with someone in person. So, and that's changed my life dramatically. So uh, after we finish here, I'm going to go meet one of my friends for lunch. Uh, every day I, I meet up, I connect with people and uh, just do it. Not, not, not to get anything out of it, not because it's a business meeting, just to connect, to help them, uh, be there for them. That's important. And, and I have a, a rule of relationships. When I meet somebody new who I want to connect with and I want to build a bigger relationship with, I have a 48-hour rule. First of all, I take their info, so I don't hand them a business card. I don't let them take my info. Ball's always in your court. That's a, that's, that's a rule that will change things for you. So I take their info. I, I contact them within 48 hours via text video message, audio message, email, whatever it may be, and I set the time we're going to meet up next. So if I meet a guy today and we're hanging out somewhere, I think this dude's awesome, I want to be in my life, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to say we're going to meet Thursday at 11 o'clock at the firehouse. Boom, done. And then I'll always follow up and I'll always connect him, if appropriate, if there's someone I know, with somebody else that might be able to help him within 48 hours. So if he says, oh, I'm super into XYZ, I said, dude, my buddy uh, knows how to build a business around that. You guys should talk. Boom, I'll set him up with Jim who knows that. So those things are really important. That's really cool. I'll give that a shot. That 48 hour window. And I like that you mentioned that, you know, you take their info and the ball's in your court. And, Always. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. And so what is one simple mindset shift our listeners can apply to how they think about success? Um,. Again, just reiterating what I said before. It's just you got to figure out what success means to you. Is it dollar signs? Uh, if it is, you're going to be unhappy. You're always going to be unfulfilled. You're always going to have anxiety. So if there was no such thing as money, or if money was no object, what would you do for free every day? What would your ideal life look like? People need to spend some time on those exercises. Maybe you sit around for a half hour with a pen and pad and write out your ideal dream 10 life day. What's that look like? Where are you living? What are you doing for money? Who do you spend your time with? What are your hobbies? Sure. And reverse engineer that. Okay, now how do I get closer to that each day? What do I need to do? And what's taking me closer to that? What's doing nothing? And what's pulling me further from that? And then reverse engineer that. Keep that forefront of your mind each day. And decide what really makes you happy. And it's different for everybody. But right. like I said, it does come down to those three C's for the majority of all humans. Absolutely. The three C's. And Jay, what's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received. Oof. Yeah, it's, it's always a uh, tough one, man. <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. I, I, would, I would probably just go um, back to uh, a quote from Maya Angelou. That's probably the best advice you could give someone. Is people will remember... People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but they'll never forget the way you, that you made them feel. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great quote. And what? And what is one book you can recommend, and why? It's always tough. There's never like really one book. It, it, it's know? tough because I have a yeah, hundred, but uh, The Go Giver is a really good book because that kind of goes along with everything I was saying here. Sure. And who's that by? The Go-Giver. The Go-Giver. That is by Bob Berg and John David Mann. Right. Uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes for today's show. And finally, Jay, where is the best place our listeners can go to learn more about you and what you do? Uh, just go to j.fit. My last name's hard to spell and remember. So if you go to jay.fit, that will redirect you there. You can find the podcast and all that stuff. 
Right on. Thanks, Jay. Masters in the making. Go check out simpleselfmastery.com. Type Jay's name in the search. It'll show you over the show notes page today's podcast for links, resources, timestamps, and overview of what Jay and I discussed today. Jay, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with all of us here at Simple Self Mastery. You mastered the mic and shared a ton of value. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mark. If you enjoyed today's episode of Simple Self Mastery, please show your support by subscribing, leave a five-star rating, and a review. It is my honor and privilege to provide you with high-value, free content five days a week, and I'd be humbled by your support. Keep learning, keep listening, and keep working towards your own personal self-mastery. Thanks, and we'll catch you later.